Welcome to another edition of I Was an NEC Student Athlete. The man I am speaking with today, well, it's been a while since he was an NEC Student Athlete, about 15 years. It's Mount St. Mary's baseball alumnus, Eric Smith, graduated from Mount in 2006, played as a fifth-year senior in 2007, went on to coach at Mount St. Mary's. He's still coaching, but I'll let him talk a little bit about that. Eric, thanks so much for joining us for this special 40th anniversary series. And uh, just give us an update as to where you are right now. Ralphie, good to see you, man. I'm, I'm happy to be, uh, you know, I'm honored to be on here. Ha happy you asked me. Uh, to represent baseball. And um, yeah, 14, 15 years ago, it, it's, uh, it feels like yesterday I was playing and all these years have gone by and, and still coaching. So where I'm currently at, I'm at, I'm at Youngstown State um, University in Youngstown, Ohio, Northeast Ohio. I've been here. Uh, this is my, my, my fifth year. So I've been doing this for, for 14 years. This will be my 14th season coaching. So it's, it's been a long time. It's been a, an unbelievable journey. I've, I've bounced around to a few different places. And like you said, I, I finished my career in 07 at the Mount and um, was there for, for three years as, a, uh, as an assistant. So I spent really half my adult life at the Mount and then kind of moved on to, to different, you know, different areas of coaching, you know, try to get, um, you know, a, a different you know, a different philosophy and try and grow my, my overall background and, and really wanted to see if I wanted to keep coaching. Um, the Mount was all I ever knew. Um, so I made my way to LaSalle University in Philadelphia, and I'm, I'm from that area. So I was born and raised in, in Philly uh, through and through. I know you're, you're, you're a Bills guy. So a Bills fan, Mets fan. <laughs> back when I met you, the, the, the Mets-Phillies rivalry was kind of hot back then. That, that of course, hot. the Phillies won the World Series uh, 2008. Yep. 2008. And I know you're, you're a South Jersey guy, de facto right. Philly guy. Uh, <laughs> right. So, um, but yeah, uh, yeah it, it is great to catch up with you. And I know that your first assistant coaching job was at the Mount. We'll get right. back to that in a little bit. But right. then um, where did you go from there? You mentioned LaSalle. I think you were at Eastern Kentucky at one point as well. Um, so how did it go? You, you started at the Mount. You got the taste of coaching. Did a stop yeah. at LaSalle. And then where did it go from there? So, so I was at the Mount for three years. And, you know, like everybody, you think you're going to play professional baseball for the rest of your life. Uh, didn't work out. So went to the Mount or, you know, stayed at the Mount for the three years and then went to LaSalle. And at the time um, I had a full-time job. So I was, I was working a, a 4 a.m. shift. Uh, I was in produce, wholesale produce. So I was doing that in the morning, getting done at noon. I coached at LaSalle for two years, just couldn't make things work uh, time-wise. It was a big commitment division one while having a full-time job. And then I made my way to Philadelphia University, which is now Jefferson. Uh, I was there for three years. So it was a little bit easier on my schedule. Division two, less travel, less commitment. I didn't do the, the recruiting end of it. And then, you know, I, I had a, an itch to like, I didn't want to be selling bananas the rest of my life. So that's what I was doing. It was a really good, you know, it was a lucrative business. I had an opportunity to maybe take the company over. 
Um, but I didn't want to. I, I wanted to get involved uh, full time with baseball. So then I made a jump from from Philadelphia University to Eastern Kentucky. Um, I was there for a year. You know, unbelievable experience. I was there with a new staff. So we kind of all we all came in together. And it was my first experience of being around everybody full time, you know, where you're in the office, you know, in the AM and you're leaving, you know, late at night. I had never experienced that um, top to bottom head coach, three assistants, director of operations. So that was like it was a crash course in, 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 in coaching, organizational structure, all those things. So it was an unbelievable experience. Was there for a year and then uh, the job opened up at, at Youngstown State. Uh, they hired, you know, the current head coach, Dan Bertolini. I had reached out to him. It was a little bit closer to home. Uh, my wife's a Jersey girl. So, uh, you know, we knew we got engaged and we were eventually going to have a family. We wanted to get a little closer to home. So 11 hours, big difference compared to six. So we made our way to, to Youngstown State. I, I interviewed and all that stuff and everything's worked out. So five years later, I'm, I'm, I'm still here at Youngstown and rolling. Penguin now up there. Penguin. So Penguin, unique. Um, so I want to get into your playing career, but I still want to continue on the coaching here for a little bit. Um, what initially inspired you to pursue the coaching opportunity at the Mount and, you know, to, to, to give coaching a try? Was it just initially that you just wanted to stay connected with the game because you had been playing baseball every single year since you were a kid and right. now you graduated college and maybe you weren't going to be able to play pro ball at the level that you wanted. Was it just to stay connected with the game? Um, what really was pushing you to, uh, to take that first assistant coaching opportunity? So my, my first senior year, which you had mentioned in, in 06, I had gotten hurt and um it was a, it was a pretty rough injury. I hurt my, my ankle, my Achilles, my shoulder. I ended up having surgery on my shoulder years down the road, but really my, my, the, the following year, which was 07 and, and everything worked out for a reason that we had an unbelievable year in 2007. It was a great group. We won 35 games, you know, we co-champions with Quinnipiac, but that whole year, my, my body, I just felt beat up, you know, um, from the, from the ankle to the, to the shoulder, and, I, you know, I wanted to, to keep playing just like everybody, but I realized that it was probably coming to an end. Our, our, our current assistant coach at the time was a head coach in summer baseball in the summer league. And I really didn't have much time. He's like, hey, do you want to coach? And I was like, sure. If, you know, if I don't get drafted or don't play, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely come. And, it, you know, it, it passed quick. The draft came, didn't get drafted. I was already in a hotel getting ready to coach. And just kind of stuck with it. And at that time, um, Coach Thompson, who was the head coach at the time, his father was an assistant. His father was going to, you know, retire from coaching. So there was an opening. And, and we kind of knew as I was finishing out my career that, you know, he knew that I wanted to stay in baseball. I was hoping to play. Um, it just seemed like it was a, a good fit um, at the time to stay at the mount. I knew everybody, you know, I knew the coaching staff. Um, I really also didn't have any other options too. You know, I, I wasn't one to, I never did any internships. Um, I always played baseball and I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I always wanted to be involved in baseball 
you know, and my senior year, the year that I got hurt, I felt like I was a coach. I don't, I don't think I was a very good coach at the time. Um, but I had to observe and watch and, and be a leader. And, um, you know, I think I got the itch maybe at that point that maybe this is something I want to do. And then uh, as soon as the summer was over, it's like you had a three-week break and it's like, hey, the school starts, practice starts. It's like, well, shoot, I guess I, I don't have a choice. Like I have nothing else to do. Um, so got right right into to coaching Division One baseball at the Mount and um, the rest is, has been history so far. Well, you mentioned the 2007 season when you were playing under your last year of eligibility, um, 21 and seven in the NEC, 35 win ball club. Um, what do you remember most from that season, from that team? Um, do you still keep in touch with any of those uh, teammates and Really, what what was your top memory from that 07 club? Wow, top top memory. Um, I'll, I'll probably get back to that one in a second. But, yeah, I stay in contact with a, a large majority of the guys. I mean, I, they've been to my wedding. I've been to their wedding, um, you know, parties, family gatherings. I mean, we have a group text message chain that we all stay in contact with. Obviously, social media and that stuff helps. Um, you know, I – it was just a, it was a special group because at least for me, you know, you always think you're going to play baseball the rest of your life. You think it's always going to be there. And then when you get hurt at any second, you realize like, Hey, the game can be taken away from you. So there was a different appreciation for me, my fifth year. And then, you know, we had a couple transfers coming in um, at the time division one could, could transfer right away and play right away. So we had a couple guys transfer in, it was just a really good group. And I think when I had got to the Mount, the program wasn't very good. You know, it was a, I don't know how many teams there were. I mean, I know some teams have left, you know, Monmouth and Quinnipiac, um, you know, some teams have cut their programs, but we always finished kind of at the bottom, you know, and I think our guys, you know, we had a lot of younger guys playing at that time, freshmen, sophomores kind of working their way up and you just, you get an edge to you and, and, and you don't want to lose. You hate losing, but, when you lose as much as we did early on in our career, I mean, it really doesn't sit well with you. And we knew, I believed our senior year that we finally had a really, really good nucleus. Like we didn't have a weakness. We, we, we were athletic. We could hit. Uh, we had a lot of guys with power and we pitched and we had a lot of really good starting pitching. And then our, our back end bullpen was pretty good. You know, we had, a, and we had a mix of young guys and old guys, but we weren't, playing five or six freshmen. I mean, it was a lot of experience. I mean, it was, it was, all year was really an, an unbelievable year. Um, I, I would say going to Penn state, I think we won 16 to eight. Um, obviously you go to a power five place, a team that's, you know, paying you to come play them. You know, we gave it to them pretty good, but I would say really just all throughout the year. I mean, winning obviously the regular season, we were co-champs with Quinnipiac. Um, really all year was just, was special. Uh, it was special to me and special to that group. Now you mentioned pitching. Were you a teammate of Dustin Peace at all? Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so Dustin was a year younger than me. And then, you know, when I redshirted, you know, we graduated, you know, we were done 07 and he was an impact guy. I mean, he was an impact guy as a, as a freshman. Um, 
But when you roll out all the experience that he had, so he, he was our, you know, I can't remember how the rotation went, but yep. we had, we had Dustin, we had Andrew Demuth, we had Bucky Kozik. Um, we had Ivor. Uh, I, I'm sure I'm forgetting a, another name on, on, on that rotation, but it was just, it was really good. There was, there was like no, there was no weakness. Um, and they were older guys. I mean, Ivor was a little younger. Ivor was a sophomore who ended up getting drafted that year. Um, and then when you had the bullpen, I mean, we just had like a multiple different guys that we could rely on. Um, but yeah, Dustin, Dustin was special. You know, we both got inducted into the hall of fame together and, you know, I told him he was, you know, we, we weren't always the best team, you know, when we were playing at the Mount, but every single time he took the mound, there was no doubt we were the better team just because of having him out there was, it was just a different presence. We felt good when he was pitching. So pretty good player. Now moving to your first year as an assistant coach, 2008, I know it was an incredible run at the NEC tournament. What a weekend uh, down in Atlantic city at the time. Um, what do you remember most about that season? Your first year as a coach, how was it getting acclimated to that side of the game? And then, you know, how did it feel when, uh, when the Mount put it all together and Josh Vidic went crazy that uh, that last weekend, and you guys were NEC champions and off to the regionals. Went crazy. I mean, he was, he was. That was that was the best stretch of hitting I think I'm, I maybe have ever seen. Um, but you know, my 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 initiation to coaching. I mean, we started zero and fifteen. I mean that that team started zero and fifteen. Now we had played a little bit of a tougher schedule. We had a couple Power Five teams. But if I recall, there were seven new guys in that lineup. You know, there were basically seven to eight guys in that lineup that were playing regularly that had maybe less than 75 college at bats. So when, when, when you lose what, what you lost the previous year, there were going to be some, some growing pains. But at the same time, I'm thinking in my head, man, this stinks. I'm a terrible coach. Do I know? I mean, I don't know anything about coaching. I know nothing about hitting. Um, but you know, you stay with it, you keep working and we had lost some close games. We had lost some games late. Uh, we had lost to Bucknell late. I believe we played, uh, uh, we went to Penn and we had lost some close games there. And I, I believe the last day there, um, that Sunday, we ended up getting that win and riding that bus back at one in 15, you'd have thought, we had won the conference already. I mean, it was obviously it was a weight lifted off my shoulders as a coach. You know, you, you felt like you were failing the guys. Like that was my first time where I'm like, I'm failing somebody else. You know, like I can't play though. I can't go out there and hit, but I'm failing them as a coach and as a leader. And that was just an unbelievable feeling on the ride home from Philadelphia. Um, but I felt like, you know, there was, there was definitely talent. The guy still had an edge. You know, I credit the 07 group that was older and, and, and just maybe, you know, Hey, you stick with it, kind of gave, showed them how things are done. But that, that group in 08 was pretty special. We had a mix of some older guys like, like, like Josh Vidic and Ryan Murray, and then some, some younger guys. And, um, you, you know, I, 
there was at some point in the season, I remember we were sitting in the office and I sat here and said, we're going to make the playoffs. I don't know how. I just felt like we were going to. And I think we went, played Monmouth, you know, and, and they had always been very good in the conference. And yeah. I think we split with them. You know, we went two and two and, and, and Dean runs an awesome program there. And they, they you know, they had, I think two or three draft picks, you know, on the rotation. One yeah. Uh, pitch in the big leagues. I mean, Brad Brock. Brock. I think Brock is still hanging around the big leagues as a reliever. He, he, he is. I mean, so you had him, you had his brother. I, I don't, I don't think Pat light was on that team. He might've been on the year after. So, and we had gone there and, and, and we split with them, I believe, but we had an opportunity, I think, to win every game. And you just felt like there was confidence building, um, guys were just getting more confident and comfortable with one another, you know, playing. And then you go to the tournament and you lose the Monmouth right away. But the difference was we got down early. Brad Brock was pitching. And I don't know how many runs we scored against him, but I think it was like six or seven. And this is a guy that, you know, he was a 41st, 42nd round pick. Always was a really good pitcher. You know, like, like you said, current big leaguer. And it just showed that we weren't going to quit, you know, like in the back of my mind, I was like, Hey, this is the same thing as last year. You know, we play Monmouth. They took it to us. That was history. You know, it was, you know, two and done, but in 08, we came back and, and I think we ended up losing 12, six or 11, six, but there wasn't quit. And I just remember thinking that night, we got a shot. If we can win one game, you know, and get deeper into people's rotation. I felt like our offense was really starting to take off a little bit. And, and I mean, it was just, you win the first game, you win the second game and it's playing Monmouth. And, uh, you know, we won a close game, game one and game two was just a, a romp. And, and Josh Vidic was, like I said, he was the best player I maybe have ever seen in those five games. And he was just an outstanding player to begin with. So yeah, what what a run he had that 08 tournament. And um during that season, um I guess unfortunately for you, I know you're not you're not bitter or anything, but uh it's not the type of guy you are. But um you were the Mount's career RBI leader, and then Vidic obviously eclipsed your record uh during that 08 season. But um I believe you graduated as the Mount's all-time leader in hits runs rbi and uh the one that sticks out to me is the uh the hit by pitch 33 hit by pitch what were you you had a little craig biggio in you or something I mean, I, did, you, did you wear the body were they just coming after you or or were you wearing like the the barry uh, bonds body armor or what i didn't have a body armor the only thing that i had on i you know i, I think it was my sophomore year and and one of my teammates bert was swinging a back in the on-deck circle, and he hit me in the elbow. And I just ended up putting, like, a, a you know, a wristband. You know, something you wear on your wrist. Put it on my elbow. You know, we didn't have all the gear that everybody has now. So I, I did that. And that was the only thing. I didn't wear a foot guard, um, yeah. an ankle guard, whatever they call them, shin guard. And, but I, I crowded the plate. As I got older, I crowded the plate more. I don't know why. I just was comfortable there. And I would kind of hang over the plate. So I would definitely say my – upper body, you know, especially elbow were a little, um, I mean, they were definitely exposed, but I wasn't afraid to get hit. I, I think as I got older, I, I was always a really good curveball hitter. 
And I think to hit a curveball, you got to really stay in there, especially from a righty. But I was not moving. Um, my dad would always tell me, hey, you, you get out of the way a couple of those and, and maybe you can get some more hits. But um, that's a record that probably won't be broken. I'm proud. I am proud of that record. And that's something I tell my guys right now. I'm like, hey, man, it's not that hard. You just don't don't move. We got ice for you. Um, get on base. Yeah, the, the, there's a couple areas you don't want to get hit. You don't want to get hit below the knees. Like, that hurts. The sure. Shin, you know, you, you get hit in the rear end. You get hit in the leg. It's okay. You know, most of the back is fine. But you get hit, like, the tricep. You get hit in a certain part of the back. But once again, I'm, I'm not, I wasn't moving. Um, but I was happy for, for Vidic, you know, especially to coach him. I mean, listen, records are meant to be broken. Um, it was an unbelievable honor to hold all those and be in top five and however many there were. But I would love all of them to be broken. I gave Josh a big hug when he broke the hits and the RBI. Um, you know, that's what it's all. That's what it's all about. All right. So we're with Eric Smith. I was an NEC student athlete. Um, two quick questions before we let you go, Eric. Um, it's been great catching up with you. Number one, your favorite memory at the Mount. Um, as a student or an athlete or a student athlete, or just what do you remember most from your days at the Mount? And then um, what has been your favorite part of coaching um, over the years? So, I mean, at, at the Mount, I would say as a, as a player, you know, I, I think when we, when we beat Monmouth in 07 on a walk-off, Ryan Murray hit a walk-off right, right field. Um, it's funny. You can, I can remember these things, but I, my wife tells me, you know, God bless, God bless her. Um, you know, <laughs> she'll tell me, Hey, do this. And I forget it, but I can remember <laughs> Ryan Murray hitting a home run backside. And, and I, I can't remember if it was to, to, to win the first of the four games. It was the last game of the series or to split. That was like that, that moment at home plate was like, we did it. Like we're here. That was the opening weekend of, of conference play. Um, we felt like we got a good team. Um, and obviously, you know, we won 21 games in the, in the conference. As a coach at the Mount, I mean, there's so many different memories, especially because they're different groups and teams. I would say, I, I would say, you know, winning the conference tournament and, and seeing, you know, seeing the excitement that they had the, the, the families, you know, the hard work that they put in to see the resilience of a team. I mean, inside of our ring, it says, Oh, and 15. And someone commented at me, they're like, Hey, inside of your ring, you know, it says, Oh, and 15 and not 15 and Oh, and I'm like, I understand that we started the season. Oh, and 15, they were just a resilient, you know, bunch of guys. And to see them win that conference championship, I mean, it's no better feeling as a coach while on the field than seeing that. Um, you know, overall, best experience. I mean, it, it's so hard. To me, to me, it's always about the relationships. You know, seeing guys come in as immature, know-it-all teenagers, just like you and I were at 18, 19 years old. Sure. And hopefully molding and growing them and leading them and teaching them, you know, into being productive people, you know, in society at 22, 23. Forget about the baseball part, because there's memories all the time. Um, but 
when you build those relationships and you connect with guys and you see them get their first interview or get their first job, or they call you when, you know, they got engaged or married or I've been to weddings of players. I mean, to me, that is like, that's what our job is. I mean, we're coaching life lessons through, through baseball. So, I mean, that there's so many different memories that I have in that regard. And like I said, I've been to a lot of different places, a lot of different stops. Um, it's been a fun ride for sure. It sure has. And it's been great to go down memory lane with you today. Yeah. Um, I don't want to hold you any longer because I know you have a practice coming up right. for the Penguins, Youngstown State. Uh, you have practice this afternoon. Uh, best of luck for the rest of the season out there in Ohio. And, and for my wife, Amanda, um, you know, thanks for all your support, everything. I mean, you, she's moved to different states and different locations. She's been awesome. She's an awesome wife, awesome mother. Uh, we got a little girl at home, Tally. She's going to be approaching two here. She does an unbelievable job with everything. It's a lot of sacrifice for a lot of people, including her. So she's been the best. Thanks so much for your time today, Eric. Eric Smith, Mount St. Mary's alumnus, program leader upon graduation in a number of categories, all NEC first baseman, won an NEC championship as a coach, and now he's been an assistant for over a decade. So we were glad to reconnect with Eric Smith. This was, I was an NEC student athlete, our 40th anniversary series here at the Northeast Conference. Thanks for joining us. Until next time.